0: Your
1: move, creep. Wish me Freezer. You
0: me, Dino, DNA. Son, your ego is writing checks your body
1: can't cash. It's the only thing I know how to do. It's a good looking boy.
0: I'm a member of the Imperial Senate. That's time right, for. Welcome to Earth.
1: You crossed the line. Yeah, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Retrograde Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about older movies, we talk about how they were made, how they were received,
0: and whether or not they hold up. I am Austin. And I'm George. Today we will not be talking about whether some movies hold up or not. We will be talking about whether our reviews and analysis hold up because it is our retrospective titled by me, Jorge. A
1: retrograde retrospective. Yep. Um, I just like our listeners to know that uh, Jorge wouldn't let me post anything about
0: this without giving him
1: credit for the name.
0: You're goddamn right. It's a great name. (laughs) Retrograde (laughs) retrospective. It's like it wrote itself, but it didn't.
1: Mm -hmm. So on this episode, we're going to be looking back at some of our favorite moments. Some moments where we think we could have done a little bit better on, but like things that we have learned along the way. And we're going to be taking some listener questions. I have a few of them ready for the end of the episode. So if you asked us a question and we didn't answer it on our stories, it's because we're going to answer it on this episode.
0: I just have a quick question for you. Do you know when exactly what day we started the podcast?
1: Yep. Yep. It was October of 2019 is when we
0: started. Okay. Okay. I, I still remember how we brought the idea on because we were working at a dispensary together. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about Top Gun. We were, I think yeah. the trailer came out and then you kind of threw the idea around. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. And, yeah. And it, it's it been almost two years. We're going to be, it's going to be going on to two years since we started, we came up with, we started recording the episodes. Yeah. And it's going to be a year that mm-hmm. we've been up.
1: Yeah. And when we started, we were just like recording a bunch of them and then like showing them to our friends and like, hey, is this good?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. And the feedback was great. Usually the thing that some of them would say was, it's a little long. Yeah. (laughs) But I and we haven't listened. No, we haven't. If anything, we we really should, though. (laughs) Well, we could get into that a little bit later because, yeah, yeah, Yeah. we'll we'll get into that. But how did we want to start off this episode, Austin?
1: Let's let's talk about some of our favorite moments. I guess. Okay. What is what, some, what is some something that you've enjoyed about this podcast endeavor?
0: The most the basic answer is I love how this podcast has like forced me in a way to uh, just watch movies and kind of rewatch films from my past, but also watch films that I normally don't watch. I'd never seen Candyman or Little Shop of Horrors um i mean there's a ton legally blonde you know films that Mm -hmm. i really didn't give a chance for one reason or another you know candy man i didn't grow up liking horror films so you know i didn't grow up watching candy man or anything so that was that was a cool experience um little shop of horrors i'm not big into musicals and i adore that movie i really do um and i wasn't i wasn't big in the musicals either i didn't really like i thought i didn't like them but now that i'm I'm, yeah and I'm, you're a liar <laughs> i think I, I i am a liar because you know what you really like musicals i kind of do you know i was listening to the <laughs> Grease soundtrack the other day and i was like oh shit i like this movie a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, and then there was legally blonde which you know i grew up when i was a kid when that movie came out and i was like well that's a girls movie and mm-hmm. maybe i might have not liked it back then maybe but watching it now As a grown-ass man, I love it. Yeah. For me, that's the top thing that I love about... That's been my favorite thing about making this podcast. It's all the movies that I'm watching for the first time. And honestly, I really haven't disliked any movie that we've seen. Yeah. uh, I could
1: think of three movies that I didn't like, but I could still find things to talk about them.
0: Yeah. I Mm -hmm. think.
1: I don't know. I haven't listened to the Transformers episode in a while. I don't well, remember I, what I liked about it. Oh, I did like. Um, well, the, the um, stunts,
0: the the set. No, it explosives.
1: was the thing that really stood out to me that I found very enjoyable was the uh, Soundwave character. I think. Cool. Was it Soundwave? His name? I don't remember what the name was. It was like oh, a I little speaker
0: on the on the jet or yeah, on like the, Air Force the stereo. One? Yeah, <laughs> whatever that was that like, all remember. those
1: scenes made me laugh. I loved that. Okay. If the whole movie was about him trying to sabotage Sam Witwicky's plans at taking Megan Fox out on a date,
0: I'd have be been fine with that movie. That would have been funny, yeah. What's your favorite? What, what has been your favorite moment of the podcast? Or what's been your favorite thing about it? I do enjoy
1: uh, talking about movies, but I do really enjoy like this podcast because we get to, to really articulate how we feel about a movie. And I, th- I think that's what's missing in a lot of film review discourse. Like, it, we're, we're talking about... We're really thinking about what we're saying about it. We're thinking about how this movie affects us. We're trying to put to words why we feel a certain way about a certain scene or a certain performance or a certain shot, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think that a lot of people do that in... um I guess, common settings, you know what I mean? Like, if you're just talking with people about a movie, it's like, oh, yeah, this was cool. That was awesome. But we get more in depth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, Does that make absolutely. sense? Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Like why
1: is it cool? Why is it awesome?
0: Well, it's it goes. It, this is another one of my favorite things. But what you're saying really reminds me of um, how when we go watch movies, usually we'll always stay a little like an. A little after the movie and we'll talk about in the group we recently did this with uh i think um black widow it's fun i like that i love doing that that's actually sometimes my favorite part of going to the movies is talking Mm -hmm. about it and getting everyone's thoughts on it and sometimes i mean the last time we went black widow we stayed outside for like an hour and a half i think yeah so on on top of the two hours that the movie was, we stayed an hour and a half extra, just standing outside of the theater, unraveling the hidden traumas in my life. And, mm-hmm. and we were talking about all these different <laughs> oh, things. Oh yeah, that's right, we did that. <laughs> we, 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 we talked about the movie as well, and kind of what we thought, and everyone had differing opinions, which was great. But I think when you
1: when you see a movie, your like gut reaction isn't really the most honest reaction. I think when you when you think about it and sit on it and know I'm going to record an episode about this. What am I? What? How do I really feel about this? What do I want to say? What do I want people to listen to? You know what I mean?
0: Yes and no. With me when I'm when I'm talking about when I talk about movies, I usually try to go with like, how does it make me feel? Right? If it makes me feel bad, like sad. Is it doing a good, like, is that purpose, like, is that on purpose, and is it doing a good job? Am I really buying into it? I try to go with my gut instincts, and usually, I'm kind of right. However, there have been plenty of times where my gut instinct has been wrong, where I've watched the movie, and I'm like, that's horseshit. And then, maybe a few weeks later, or maybe a few months later, I look back on it, and I'm like, oh, actually, I was wrong. Like, this movie's great the most recent example is uncut gems with adam sandler i watched that in theaters with my sister and we walked out she was pissed she didn't like the movie i was like that was underwhelming yeah
1: i think when you like that that's what i'm talking about like someone else's opinion of the movie that you're watching it with can kind of shape yours and that Mm -hmm. that opinion isn't really yours it's been influenced
0: yeah and and she wasn't a fan i wasn't a fan and yet you know, watching the film, I rewatched the film. I watched it more than any other film that year. I rewatched this so many <laughs> times, and now I'm like, "Oh my god, that movie is incredible!" What the fuck was I thinking? And yeah, sometimes you your gut is seeing this right, and sometimes you really need to let a film sit sit with you. You know, and that's why that's what's so great about this. We're revisiting films yeah. that we may, we like, but also maybe films that we weren't so keen on, and maybe we might have a we might have a new opinion about it.
1: It's it's something that's that you've put thought into, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you know that you have to talk to me about it, and you mm-hmm. know that we're going to have to make an episode out of it, and have it be something interesting for people to listen to. We'll, we'll do research on stuff, and I think that research also kind of affects how we see the movie.
0: It does. It really does. Man, I mean, Velvet Goldmine was that example. I love the movie, finishing it, but then you get into the making of it, and you know what was happening like the context yeah yeah it, and you, you're just like holy shit man this this man was ahead of his time it, that
1: movie's on a completely other level
0: <laughs> yeah 100% agree that was definitely a movie where i watched it and i'm like oh i love this even more and same with labyrinth too because when marissa came on you know i like the movie for the most part it, i think it's charming but when marissa came on and it was talking about the details and kind of like how much work went into making that film. I was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. Like, this is amazing. And I I
1: also think some of the things that were just kind of weird, like Mm -hmm. that's not a, that's not a a critique, right? Like this is kind of weird, but having someone who's watched the movie so many times has probably read all these think pieces on it and everything coming at us with an informed opinion Mm -hmm. that was really cool to listen to. Have, I don't really know what that whole, the fireys were about. <laughs> it like, well, other it's a stuff, lot like about the... like bodily autonomy. These people are trying to claim ownership. Oh, that's and right. And like take her apart. And they're very grabby, right? And they're these yeah. wild bad boys who party and say that nothing can tie them down. So it's that part of her growing up that's wondering or sort of like exploring this subculture that might be appealing when you're that age
0: mm. I'm so glad that we got her on for the show same yeah and uh, well honestly everyone that we've had I can't think of a single person who I'm like oh you know they're whatever I think all of our and I'm not look and I'm not just saying that to like because like, they're all uh,
1: our friends ex- <laughs>
0: no no like thank, thank, look man thankful I'm not lying right now like thankfully everyone we've brought on has been cool yeah uh,
1: let's let's talk specifics. Mm-hmm.
0: Specific, yeah, specific
1: moments of the podcast. What are some of your favorite?
0: Ah, uh, okay. Uh, one of my Henry when he talked about Michael Jackson, <laughs> I I thought that was hilarious. It was insane. I love that story. If you haven't heard it, uh, basically Michael Jackson wanted to put a curse on Steven Spielberg for not casting him not casting him as Peter Pan in Hook. <laughs>
1: That that's a that's a sentence right there.
0: <laughs> that's a, that's a wild one. Oh, and also having Dylan for our New Year's episode because he was dropping knowledge and he was talking about how streaming services have changed the game. We're seeing that today. Yeah, with
1: Scarlett Johansson suing Disney.
0: You you know, Dylan was even saying back in that episode he was like. The, the fact that these streaming services are hiding numbers is a little concerning because we don't, we, we're taking things at face value. There's no numerical value that is added, that is shown, th- that shows the success of a film. We just have to, have to take it on word and data. Like data that has to be collected from a, a group of people who may be lying or may not be. And, and we're seeing that still happen to this day. And he, he even he said it because we were texting. He's like, this is just going down that rabbit hole that we were talking about in that episode. So, that, that episode was partly a bummer, and our listeners don't know this, but uh, we actually recorded, I think, 40 minutes into that podcast episode, and my computer turned off. Oh, yeah,
1: and then we lost, like, oh, 40 we had to do that episode twice. We had That's to redo right.
0: that episode twice. It was, so, it, we lost over, like, 50 minutes, 40 minutes of good dialogue between us, and it was all gone. So that was a bummer. I'm so glad that he was still able to like stay up
1: and continue doing like a whole new episode basically.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That was that, great. Yeah. That was for real. like such a champ move MVP and, mm-hmm. um, and no, that, and so the fact that like, I still walked out very positive out, off that episode, having that happen, you know, with the deletion of the recording, I'm like, yeah that was a good episode and also okay and another specific moment my last one because you know rules of three of course uh legally blonde man legally (laughs) blonde i look man what specifically about legally blonde yeah i i just loved talking with liana Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, like i love liana she's cool man and when you guys said, like, oh, you know, Leanna wants to talk about Legally Blonde. I'm like, oh, I guess. I'm like, I, I'm Legally Blonde, <laughs> oh, wow. I guess. Well, I, I'm not, you know, look, man, if you sit down and say, like, hey, George, we're going to watch Drive. I'm like, yes, I'm pumped. But Legally Blonde. I'm like, oh, I guess. All right, whatever. But it's like the right movie for the right time. And Leanna just brought it. And we were all conversing. And it, it, My favorite part is from where you got the ad where we're talking about um, Enrique. <laughs> Enrique. <laughs> and I'm worried about, I'm worried about it. I'm angry at his boyfriend. <laughs> and, so, and then for some reason, under pressure, when everyone is watching, and Enrique, I just made a slip up. And I'm like, oh, 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 no, no. Chuck's just a friend. Bitch, Chuck is, is going to get up and be like, you bitch. I should, mm, You are That's not. so funny. You are not a ride or die bitch. No. Uh-uh.
1: That's interesting that you're mad at Chuck, not the guy who's lying no, no, to put whoa, a woman whoa. away in
0: jail. Maybe they maybe they had a fight before this where mm-hmm. they were discussing the terms of their relationship, and it just set something off in Chuck, and he was like, you know what? I'm done. Maybe. I'm done. I'm gonna screw him over. We out.
1: Alright, so I guess it's, it's my turn. One of my favorite moments is when we were talking about Speed Racer, mm-hmm. and... I was like describing things that were happening. It was early, early on in our podcasting days. Like it was one of the first episodes that we did. Mm -hmm. And I could tell you were getting excited about the movie. And I don't know. I don't know if I've uh, met someone who's as excited about this movie as I was. So that was like, hell yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Because honestly, the only other person I knew that was excited about Speed Racer was my sister nobody else cares about speed racer or it felt that way uh <laughs> ah,
1: and then when um uh another specific moment was when we did the grace Lee project episode <gasps> and the real life first of all that was a great movie and i'm so glad that one of our listeners suggested that and my old boss the, my
0: my yeah. old boss penny shout out to her man for reals
1: <laughs> and it by fate it it landed. The picker wheel landed on on that one i'm like we have to do this movie and again you're like 100% on board with that which was cool but then with like the cherry on top was the actual grace lee liking our tweet when we posted about it
0: yo that, that felt so validating mm-hmm. <laughs> that when you texted me that i was like bullshit but then i was like he wouldn't lie about this he austin austin ever rarely or if ever lies and he would not lie about the podcast you you know you know what i mean and i was like at first i was like what the fuck is this guy doing and i was like wait it's austin like oh oh my god oh 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 (laughs) tied with number one was actually I, i i'm sorry i have to go back to my favorites real quick. So of course. You, the picker wheel landing on Crazy Lee Project after we had decided to do uh, The Good, The Bad, The Weird was just, like, perfect. Because we didn't plan it. Like, it just happened. Yeah. We were talking about Asian hate, which was, like, trending, like, y- you know, in the middle, like, in the not in the middle of the pandemic, but still in the pandemic. We're kind of free- still
1: in the pandemic.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> every day i was reading stories about how asian americans everywhere were being assaulted killed uh, and i'm like fuck every day it's someone else mm-hmm. and the fact that we our conversation kind of went in that direction without us like saying it's trending let's try to be relevant it was just like hey let's record this episode and see what happens and it yeah. just went in that direction i'm like hold this is a sign we can't ignore <laughs> this like you <we> just <laughs> fuck it i know it's not the rules but we're the we're the bosses so we get to decide the rules. Yeah. That was 100%, 100%. Thank you for reminding me about that.
1: Uh what else? When we were recording our Independence Day episode, this is just I feel like all my moments are like um just feeling validated, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when we were recording our Independence Day episode and you were going off about um how everyone is fine with seeing f- the Eiffel Tower coming down and Paris being destroyed in some like alien invasion or natural disaster movie, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. And your rant was making the guy who was in the booth recording with us. It made him laugh. <laughs> so, uh, so that was that was definitely another highlight.
0: Oh, that I. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I forgot he was, he, he, I forgot he was even in there. I thought it was just yeah. the two of, oh my God. We my recorded members. like
1: three episodes in there.
0: Children of partially. Men. partially. Well, yeah, partial well, well, of. I guess
1: four, because Little Shop of Horrors, mm-hmm. Independence. Independence Day, Speed Racer, and, and Children of Men. Fuck.
0: Wow. What a day, dude.
1: We went I, there twice.
0: Yeah, I totally forgot that guy was in there, because he was banning all the all the machines and stuff. And I totally forgot that he was laughing at that, but, but that just proves my theory. Like nobody gives a shit.
1: <laughs> he didn't react for anything else, but that, but, but like, just, I remember that, you know? Yeah. That, that uh, was
0: that was a funny moment. Good. Yeah. Man, you remember a lot more than I do, man. I totally forgot about that guy.
1: <laughs> and of course, like when we started doing our stickers and masks and stuff, um, liana my girlfriend putting the biggest she bought the like the biggest one she could and put it on her car that was great i still have that picture um that's
0: why i love liana bro she's like mm -hmm. the best you showed me that picture and i was like she's a one like she's great (laughs) okay
1: now i'm going to segue into moments that were not so great but things that we've we've learned from since then Mm -hmm. First one that comes to mind, bringing up when we made that guy laugh, there was a bit of a problem recording in that place because of like the the beeping that would happen anytime someone opened the door to like the storefront of that place. Mm -hmm. That wasn't cool, but it was like our first time recording. So it's like it'll probably go away. But while we were editing, man, it
0: was it was there the whole (laughs) time. I love that place, but damn, they need to like figure that out because that audio that yeah it was like everywhere and it's super distracting
1: uh next one is i are the we recorded so many episodes up front and it just took so long to edit them to a place where i felt comfortable with all right this is done Mm -hmm. and i think now like it's a lot better like when when we did When you did the Space Jam episode, it was only an hour and 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. When we did the Willy Wonka episode, it took 47 minutes just to get to. All right, we're back from watching Willy Wonka. (laughs) Yeah. But I think since then, we've we've kind of gotten better about it.
0: I definitely agree that our editing has gotten a lot better. Like, I think we were very nitpicky or I I felt very nitpicky at first. And now it's not that I've gotten sloppier. It's just I've gotten more efficient. Like, now mm-hmm. I have my editing layout, like, I, I have my keys, my, like, I'm quick with it. Like, now it takes me half an hour to rec- to edit an hour of the podcast. Um, That's an approximation, which is pretty good. I think before, it was like, everything is gold, everything is great, and later on, you're like, oh, not really, like, this conversation's kind of stale, like, we can move that, we we don't need that, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we still have to be, we still have to think about the listeners and... Um, which goes to your point about Willy Wonka, right? Like we could have gotten a lot quicker to that point, to that second half. Um, mm. and, and you're right. A space jam, the raw recording of space jam was two and a half hours. And I just got rid of an entire hour and there are some great parts in that hour, but it's like, you
1: want to save, like, make sure like the best is in there.
0: Yeah. Let, let's make it a lean, mean hour and a half instead of a two and a half hours that's very wavelengthy you know like there are a lot of highs but there's a lot of lows too and it's like no you just gotta go you know i know we had some space jam one there was a conversation about that we had about dennis rodman that i found that i thought was really interesting but i took it out just because well just kind of came out of nowhere
1: Mm -hmm. and he's only barely referenced in the movie
0: barely yeah um it was just a fun fact that i found but it's like well doesn't add to the space jam conversation but there are episodes that I'm kind of feel justified the length I, I think mm-hmm. velvet goldmine is our longest yeah. episode velvet goldmine and clocks in at two hours and 28 minutes
1: I think it's one of our better episodes too
0: yeah like on like one on one absolutely I think one on one it's probably my favorite episode that we've done because we dissected this film like we there's i think because velvet goldmine is loaded with so much symbolism and meaning and like it's a crazy ass story you gotta like go into it and it's a Mm -hmm. great film that people don't talk about it's not celebrated you can't fucking rent this through streaming which is bullshit yeah so no i no i'm I'm going to give this movie the credit and attention it deserves. So that movie being that episode being two hours and 28 minutes, I'm fine with if I recommend it, I recommend watching, listening to it in parts and stuff. But if you want to learn about great cinema, Velvet Goldmine is it. And I am very happy that the episode was the length it is. You know, I know some people are like, it's too long. It's like, yes, it might seem that way, but it's, it's loaded. It's loaded with a lot of good information.
1: I think people have slept on that movie for too long. You know? Like, the critics didn't even like it at the time. Like, reading the reviews of
0: those of that movie specifically were like, what? Are you dumb? <laughs> it, it really hurt. And it also just, like... You know what I think it was? I think people just did not like that it was a movie. I think it was... I don't even like saying this, but, like, I think it was a bunch of straight people that, like, were butthurt. Yeah. You, do you know what I mean? Like, it was just, like...
1: Oh, it's too gay. Yeah, those reviews definitely had, like, a little homophobic slant to it.
0: Yeah, like, they weren't saying, like, anything, you know, they weren't saying anything, like, outright horrible. You like, um, It's like what
1: people are saying about Simone Biles now. It's or the, or like, they're upset that she quit or whatever. And it's like, mm, I think you're just racist.
0: <laughs> I, there are some people that are just angry and stuff. And it's like, okay, look maybe there are people that are racist that hate her maybe there are people that don't but they're just irrationally angry at her and it's like look just take a step back and really just think about this through right just think Mm -hmm. about where this is coming from why you feel this way and just work backwards and that's what i feel with velvet goldmine you know some people are like it's too confusing it's like well it's not really and it's coming from me (laughs) (laughs) like like it's really not like there's a lot of loaded imagery that I still don't understand, but it's like, you you know, you could tell what's happening. Yeah, you just have to work it's, backwards.
1: Mm-hmm. So our this is like a little thing that just shows how much of I don't know if the word perfectionist. I don't I don't know if I'm a perfectionist or not, but our retrograde origins episode, which came out on August third, which is like our first episode on the feed anyway. It's, I thought, because it's like the premiere, it should be zero, zero, zero. And then the next episode would be zero, zero, one. So now every time I upload the episodes, like the number that's a part of the title is not the number of the sequence. It's always one higher. Oh. Indi- Independence Day is zero, zero, two, Independence Day, right? That's like the file name. Mm-hmm. But on if you have like Apple Podcast. It'll say three dot zero zero two. And I'm like, this is dumb. Why? And it's bothering me. I think I think I'm finally going to fix it. I'm just going to say, you know what? There's a lost episode.
0: A lost episode? A lost episode. What do you mean by that?
1: This episode is going to be twenty nine. Yeah. There's not going to be a twenty eight.
0: Oh, I mean, if you if you want that. Yeah, it's happening. Hashtag. What happened to twenty eight? What? <gasps> and you know what? Twenty eight is twenty eighth. The day of my birthday, November twenty eighth.
1: Now you'll never forget.
0: Now that what happened at twenty eight?
1: <laughs> Jorge took it. Okay. One other thing that comes to mind is Terminator Two. I feel like there's so much that we didn't get to talk about in that movie because so much of that was me trying to convince you this is an anti-cop movie. He's asking civilians, like, hey, have you seen John Connor? Have you seen this boy? He's he's riding around like a cop. And the way he rolls up to the house, very clearly, you see the cop car protect and serve. That's intentional. To get that shot, you have to position the camera in a certain way and have him stop in a very specific place so that we can read very clearly LAPD. Protect and serve. It's a static shot, low angle. The car drives in with a to protect and serve logo. Boom. Mm-hmm. And then the door swang open. I get out, look around,
0: kind of reintroducing me to the audience and then strolled in to, to go and uh, knock on the door. And see, a lot of those details and story beats definitely prove your point. I'm just, I'm still not entirely, I don't know. If
1: James Cameron can't convince you, if fate can't convince you, if I can't convince you, I don't know what will. I think uh, you've been indoctrinated by all these police are
0: good movies. I rewatched it recently with my sister, and I re I listened to the episode again. It totally is. <laughs> it <laughs> okay. totally is. Like, I don't know why I was so hesitant, but I like hearing you s- describe it, I was like, oh, Okay, yeah, there's articles and there's this and that. I don't know why I wasn't sold 100%. And I rewatched the movie. I'm like, oh, no, this movie is totally anti-cop. I, I don't know why it took me this long to realize it.
1: it. Like, the actual conversation was so much longer than what it appears on the episode. Because I feel yeah. like I was walking, I was saying the same thing twice. And I didn't even know if you were, like, agreeing with me or if you were just tired of
0: arguing with me. Well, actually, that is going to be one of my negatives. Um, um. My turn. Yes, your turn. Yeah, I think going going back. I think there are just some episodes where um where we lose focus and it's not like really important for the episode. Um, I, I was thinking Terminator too. I was like, we're spending way too much time on this topic, and you've already made your points. At that point, I should have just said, "I'm not convinced," and we should move on. You know what I mean? Like, I should mm-hmm. just. We should have. We should have just said, "All right, we're done with this conversation." Like, not in an angry way, but just like. I'll have to wait and rewatch it again sometime, but we should have gotten there sooner um uh, Willy Wonka absolutely um I will say so that's my first one. my second thing that I've noticed personally, and my cousin noticed this too cousin Mikey shout out to him. He listens to all of our episodes oh, and thanks Mikey he's listened to he listened to our candyman episode. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah, you just weren't in there. Like you weren't with it, George." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Yeah, you just seemed like tired and exhausted." And I was like, "Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't feel that way, or I thought I didn't, but you kind of said the same thing too. You just like, yeah, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> you were just like, you just were. Are you okay?" I was like, "Yeah. What, what's wrong?" And I was like, "Yeah. You just didn't seem like, you know, you were totally there. You weren't really adding to the conversation much." And I kind of regret that. I'm like, I think our best moments have always been when we're like lively and we're like adding mm-hmm. to the conversation. And I feel like I we've done that for the most part. So I don't know why it wasn't I wasn't on for Candyman. I liked the movie. I think you said it was meh. It was, and yeah, I'm like George. You can't just say meh. Like we. <laughs> well, no, exactly. I think that, and I think that's the point. Even if I feel meh about a movie, I have to explain why, and I have to be passionate about why I feel meh. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I think I have to convey that better. And he was like, yeah, you just you just weren't on point, you know? no, Not a bad episode, but you just, you weren't your usual self, and he could tell. I appreciate the honesty, man, for reals. And I've kind of kept it a note to myself. It's like, all right, regardless of how I feel, I have to like kind of back that up. I have to be prepared and I have to make a point. Do you know what I mean? It's a show. Yes, yes, it is a show. So I can't just coast through some episodes that I'm just for movies. I'm like, eh, about it's like, no. Yeah. I, you know what, Austin? Candyman just didn't do it for me. I don't know why. I've tried looking, you know, something like that, you know, um, and I just didn't bring it for that episode. And I kind of regret it, too, because... You know, I I don't feel like I gave the film the right chance. You know, I think if I didn't get much out of it, I should have rewatched it. Should have done way more research. You know, like really get involved with like participating a lot more. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I think another general one that I feel is that sometimes I have a really hard time describing how I feel. And I think I need to get better at that. I think you know that's I mean? a
1: problem that most I think men have.
0: Well, I think, yeah, I just articulating it. Um, yeah. Like it makes sense to me, but I'm also curious. Do the, does the listener understand this happened with Velvet Goldmight to a certain extent? Cause I was like, mm-hmm. you, if you don't think about the film too much in certain regards, I think you might get more of it. And that makes sense to me, but you were confused by it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to reward that. I need to plan my approach to that line of thinking differently because I still agree I think I think that line of thinking is appropriate I don't think it's a bad way of seeing that movie especially if you're not into the glam culture if you're not in the gay culture if you're not into rock culture right like if you have nothing to grasp onto that movie might be kind of difficult because there's a lot happening it references all of these different movements all of these different subcultures so as someone who kind of goes in, not really knowing about it, it's kind of, I was trying to do too much of the work of trying to understand the symbols and the meanings. And it's like, no, I kind of had to, in a weird way, dumb myself down and just kind of let the film take me where it was going.
1: That is a good way to explain that perspective. Yeah. What you and just I, said.
0: I wish I I wish I wish had gotten, I, I had thought of that sooner. And I feel like I've done that a lot. And, The thing about what I'll do in our own personal lives when we meet up is I'll use like funny examples and I'll be like, look, Austin, it's like this thing, you know, but I feel like when we're talking critically about movies, it has to be a little less of that and a bit more like say what you mean, but find a cohesive way of getting that point across. I've gotten better, uh, but I still think I have a long way to go.
1: I think we all do. I think I do the same thing. Just trying to think of the best way to say something to get my point across. And sometimes I'll second guess myself and I'll try again. And then I'll ask, do you know what I mean? But I won't, I won't say that rhetorically. I think I actually mean that. Do you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I got you. (laughs) Like this? (laughs) Yeah. Well, if we don't know how to say it, just be honest and say i'm kind of confused in this way you know and that way there's a two-man show you could come in Mm -hmm. and you could say well maybe it's because of this and this oh you're right austin thank you for helping me with that um
1: trying to become better communicators here on retrograde podcast
0: yes we are (laughs) and it's we are and we it isn't proving us because even when we were uh, editing the early episodes you'd say, like, man, I do this thing a lot. And I was like, oh, yeah, same. I have been catching myself doing this and this. When you're going back and listening to a recording of everything you've said, you become aware yeah, all the shit that you do and say and how you say it. And it's like, oh, God, I need to get better.
1: It's a very humbling experience. (laughs) Yes.
0: So that's just what I mean. It's just cleaning it up, being better communicators. Yes. So I would say those are, my, those are my top not favorite things about the podcast. You know what I mean? It's been more on our, on our own side. The editing, um, the way we communicate, you know, kind of the energy that we bring, that I bring for me sp- specifically. How just some days I'm not on it. And it's like, well, you better get on it, man, because we're recording and we can't have a lame episode. Mm-hmm. I would I would say that, but outside of that, I've had great experiences in all of our episodes. And I've also had moments where I'm like, I let Austin go way too easily. You know what? Same. I I was re- uh, I was rewatching.
1: Let's get into this part of the episode where we revisit old arguments.
0: Yeah. Cuz goddamn it, man. Independence Day, you said something that was like and I I'll hear people say this a lot, where it's like I didn't care about the characters, mm-hmm. which is a valid criticism. But when it's a movie about alien invasion and it's they're here to wipe out humanity, how much do you really need to care about the characters outside of just them surviving? Outside of the human race just surviving. Because you were like, <laughs> I don't care about Vivica, Fo- Vivica A. Fox and Will Smith. And I'm thinking, I'm here sitting, and I'm just like, so you're just okay with humanity dying then, right? Like, like I get that, like, for example, uh, Little Women. I'm just throwing that movie out there, right? Okay, very different movie. Um, okay. With Little Women, it's a movie set, you know, around the Civil War. And it focuses on the women of that time period and specifically a family. And before watching the film, I'd never read the book before watching the movie. I was like, I don't, is this a story that I really am interested in? Like, am I, there have been like five remakes of that movie. I've never bothered to see any of them. Like I'm, I'm being on. I I know I'm coming off as an asshole. That's not, that's not me trying to be. I'm just, I'm just being honest as to what, where my interests lie in. I'm interested in alien invasions. I'm interested in Speed Racer and Tarantino. Stories about little women in early America is not my thing. And yet I watched that movie and it made me care about all the characters. Mm -hmm. Meg. Absolutely. Joe. Amy. Oh my god. Amy. Amy is incredible. I love Amy. I mean, I love hate Amy, you know. But I get where she's... No, going. Amy's... I love Amy. I think
1: Florence Pugh did a really great job playing that character.
0: Oh, she did. And, look, Amy, Amy will do some fucked up shit to her sister, like, when she burns her books. But I get where she's coming from. And that movie legit made me care. I was like, I care about them. So if something happens to them, I'm going to be hurt. And it... Well... I rec if if you're like me, you're not interested in these sorts. I recommend watching Little Women because it might be the film that gets you into that. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I I adored that movie. I was crying by the end. Uh, I think I was too. I was crying, and that so that's when characterization when falling in love with characters is absolutely pivotal. That's a movie where you have to care about the characters and the fact that that Greta Gerwig was able to make. To literally 150 or 180 me. Like she flipped me 180 degrees. Yes. Is incredible. That's why I love that movie. Because you made It's a me, really
1: well done movie.
0: Very well done. I'm like, you, you made care me care about
1: the characters.
0: Yes. You made me care about an entire subject that I did not care before. So
1: what does this have to do with Independence Day?
0: Independence Day does not need to do, in my opinion, Nate is a hot take. Independence Day does not need to do the same kind of legwork. That Little Women did, at least for me. It is an alien invasion film. You automatically should care for the characters because they are human and they are becoming extinct by these fucked up aliens.
1: Yet, I don't care.
0: That the, it makes no sense. It makes <laughs> no sense. Like here's, default- here's a
1: better counter example. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim is also an alien invasion movie but I care way more about Charlie Hunnam's character and uh, Idris Elba's character and uh, his like adopted daughter's character. I care about those because they have relationships that change throughout the film. And the idea of being drift compatible, like connecting with somebody like on a physical, emotional, and psychological way, and that is the thing that allows... Charlie Hunnam, to connect with uh, Idris Elba's daughter. That is what defeats the aliens. I think that's, that's a great story about um, coming together to defeat this extraterrestrial threat. And that's something that, that Independence Day doesn't do. But it could, because you have two characters, Will Smith's character and, and Bill Pullman's character. Wait, not Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum's character, because mm-hmm. they have beef with each other but they never resolve it. They never go into it. It's just kind of there in the beginning and it goes away. And then for some reason, Will Smith is paired with Jeff Goldblum and then they defeat the aliens. I, I think that the, that speech at the end of Independence Day is all about people coming together, but nobody ever really comes together in this movie. They're just kind of put together because we have to defeat the aliens
0: i disagree i think now i'm not saying that an alien invasion film shouldn't have characters because i mean technically an alien invasion film is kind of like justice league i guess and i didn't care about batman and superman and stuff right But Mm -hmm. I think Independence Day is like a good middle ground where you still care about the characters because they do have stories. Will Smith is trying to get back to Vivica A. Fox. Bill Pullman is being ridiculed in the very beginning of the film. People aren't taking him seriously. Rightfully so. Well, I agree to disagree. But (laughs) people are mocking him. And he's a guy, he's a president who is trying to make the right decisions, and he's in a tough spot. Also jokes know. about having
1: sex with his daughter.
0: Matt, I, oh, oh God, Ned, that was, God, ah. I have a confession to make. I'm sleeping next to a beautiful young brunette. You didn't let her stay up all night watching TV. Did you? Of course not. <laughs> it's weird, it's weird, it's weird. uh, I don't, I don't know what to, it's stupid, (laughs) stupid. But, in terms of what he does as a president, he doesn't want to initiate an attack, which is a cliche that, oh, someone is always trying to push to an attack. Oh, they're here to destroy us. Um, He's not like that. He says, we need to wait, we need to communicate. And once the aliens start destroying stuff, then he's like, all right, we, we are in fight or flight. And I like that. I personally like that. I like that in the beginning, he's ridiculed. Nobody's taking him serious. And by the end, he's able to inspire everyone because there is a chance that they're all going to die. And this might be one of the last speeches that they hear. And I think it's a damn good one. That That's enough of the characterization that I personally need. Will Smith trying to get back to Vivica A. Fox. Jeff Goldblum solving the mystery as to how to defeat these aliens and him beating da- like beating himself down and just, you know... Being confused and not really knowing what to do. Bill Pullman gaining the people's trust. That to me is like it's very it's basic. I'll agree with you on that. It's not as emotionally enriching as say Pacific Rim, where the concept of people, what's it called them? You said it. Drift compatible. Drift compatible is very interesting, very intriguing. Um so this isn't that, but I think it's enough, and I think it does it well. They're acting well. You care. You believe them. I, love I mean, them.
1: I like I like Will Smith because he's Will Smith. You know, he's the Fresh Prince, and he punches an alien out cold. Like that's yeah. great. It's Jeff a great Goldblum, movie moment. You like
0: Jeff Goldblum? He's yes, Jeff I Goldblum.
1: like. I like Jeff Goldblum because it's Jeff Goldblum. Like he's uh, um very interesting.
0: They play <laughs> those archetypes very well, and it's you know it's kind of like um you know chris pat nowadays oh i like it when he's kind of the smart aleck yeah he you know he's playing the type very well i'm not saying that's the only thing they could do but they're they're very popular very famous for doing that thing i think in the did you watch
1: the the tomorrow war
0: i haven't are you going to yeah it looks I have generic like zero well. interest in it. <laughs> no, same. I have zero interest. I I was th- I was telling Chris, I'm like, this looks like the most generic ass action movie I have ever seen. In that's my how life. I feel about Independence Day. No, no, get no. Oh, oh God! This is why. This is why I let you off way too easy. Independence Day is well. Okay, actually, I can't say that because I haven't seen Tomorrow War yet. <laughs> like you, like the
1: you just brought up Chris Pratt yourself. Like, you're like Chris Pratt. Yeah, that's not enough, dude. <laughs> <sighs> I,
0: I still think... Look, could it, could it have been better? Absolutely. But I think it does a good job with what it has. And it has an ensemble... or Not an ensemble cast, but it focuses on a lot of characters. Seeing the invasion from different perspectives and kind of what that looks like. Uh, Bill Pullman from like an administrative position. Vivica Afroff from literally on the ground as flames are killing and destroying everyone. Um, Will Smith, from a military perspective, from the Air Force, I think it's really interesting. And the film bounces between all of these characters very seamlessly. They're all interesting to watch and see. And they all have little interesting stories. Now, again, obviously, there are films that switch between multiple characters very well. Uh, Little Women. Little Women does that phenomenally. (laughs) <laughs> yes, Independence, but Independence Day,
1: Day is not Little Women.
0: No, 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 no.
1: I don't know why you keep bringing Little Women up.
0: <laughs> I just want people to watch it. it I, women, I, was, I applaud that, George. Yeah, I, I was, I was watching some video essays about it, and I'm like, fuck, I gotta watch this movie again. It's good. But yeah, it's no, it's no Little Women. That's so, that's a weird comparison. But yeah, you did it, dude. <laughs> yeah, but I think it does enough enough good work that. I think saying like, I don't care about the characters. Like, bro, do you, do you have something to say about just humanity in general? Like, do you just not like humans? If that's, if that's the case, that's okay.
1: Well, I mean, my relationship with humanity is complicated, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, I, I think that it's because there's no thematic through line, I think is what bothers me. Does that make sense? Like none of the characters, like, journeys have anything to do with defeating the aliens and also the aliens are very underwhelming Uh like well, when you finally would... see what they do it's just kind of uh, explained to you rather than being seen vis- visually like their psychic powers
0: mm-hmm.
1: like the, the way that they show LA and New York and Washington DC being destroyed is like well that's I, visually impressive for the time mm-hmm. but I think if once you're over that, I don't know how much else the movie has to offer.
0: It, what you're saying makes sense. You want something a bit more out of the film, is what it sounds like. Yeah. You want something a bit with, with more meat on um, on its bones.
1: And if if it doesn't do that, then at least make me laugh. And I don't think it makes me laugh enough for me to enjoy the movie.
0: Well, see, that, that's where... I disagree, but I'm not even like that's a that's a personal thing. Like we laugh at yeah. different things. I, I can't even harp on you for that because that's just things that we find funny very differently. We've talked about that multiple times in this episode with Nor or not this episode, but on our entire podcast with Norbit.
1: We'll do an episode on Norbit eventually. We gotta uh, do it. We'll, we'll talk about it.
0: I but promise clearly, you. but we, we find a lot of things funny. Like like we, we have similar things that we think are funny, but we also veer pretty differently on other on other stuff so you're not finding independence day necessarily funny or as entertaining it's like well that's that like that's a you thing and and i i can't even get on you for that
1: i'm not gonna convince you that it's a bad movie
0: and i can't convince you that it's a great one either
1: i'm just trying to get you to see where i'm coming from and why actually, i have a problem with it
0: well, and, and I do see your point even more so, because it really does sound like I want more or you're going to have to deliver on the fun side of Hollywood blockbusters, which it doesn't do enough, which valid fair, Fair enough. I think that's been our biggest difference. I, Transformers. Yeah. I, <laughs> we're never going to agree on that one. But I love of- we,
1: we had that argument like almost two years ago and it's still bu- bugging you. I think that's really funny.
0: (laughs) Independence Day? Yeah. I'm like, God damn it.
1: It's like when you get into an argument with somebody and then days later you're in the shower and like,
0: oh, I should have fucking said that to him. Well, (laughs) that hasn't happened so much in this podcast. What has happened is I'll always like, fuck, we didn't even mention that. Or we didn't even talk about that. (laughs) You know what I forgot to mention for our Space Jam episode?
1: Oh, I forgot something about Space Jam as well. But go ahead, you first.
0: Well, we didn't talk about the website. Oh, the website. (laughs) We didn't talk about this website at all, and everybody went on oh, that website. Man. It's still up
1: today. I thought they changed it, and there's a bunch of there's a bunch of people online that were upset.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. One. So if you go on to spacejam.com, it'll take you to a screen where it says, "Would you like to visit the old website for the original '96 oh, version, or would you like to go to the 2021 version with LeBron James?" So oh, that's now you hilarious. Have, so they're keeping it alive. We never even talked about that website. I'm like, I was I was literally in the shower. I was like, fuck.
1: Damn. I was going to bring up a my quote, which I think I said, in spite of what you said, not liking the line, I was a little upset about that. But my actual quote that I wrote down in my journal when I was watching the movie was when Charles Barkley's talking to the therapist and, and he's like, how long have you had this dream of this little girl beating you at basketball? And Charles Barkley says,
0: It wasn't a dream. It really happened.
1: <laughs> As he like slams the desk, and like, dude, this sums up how I feel about Space Jam. <laughs> this
0: really happened. Uh, that's a good quote. I be gone wanna be ah, goddamn. It's this so funny, it, man. It's funny, but who wrote that? Who wrote that, man? A comic genius who wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, that's what happens. Outside of that, I don't think I've ever been like, well, Austin's wrong about that. I think Independence Day is the one where it's the biggest one where I'm like, oh, I feel like he's wrong. But Transformers is like, well, I like it. I get what it is, though. Past the arguments, though. Terminator 2, I should have switched a lot sooner. Sure. I, I have, was
1: feeling like, am I going too hard on him? Am I wrong? Should I for, ter- for should I Terminator move on? Two?
0: Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. I think I was just being too hard headed. i was like, he's bringing up a lot of good points, and he's bringing up interviews with the fucking filmmakers. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no, I don't, I don't know why that was. That took so long. Um. I think out and the Willy Wonka one. Your theory makes a lot of sense. Um, thank you. Your theory. I, I know it was like Austin's corner. It makes a lot of sense. I'm like, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have blown that off. Blown him off on that. I like, was like,
1: hey, no. but we got great content out of that.
0: We right, did. That, that
1: video. I got a lot of feedback on that video. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. That's,
0: that was a good one, dude. That was a good one, and I'm like, all right. No, I'm I'm convinced. I don't know why I was so like now that's crazy, Austin. <laughs> you sound weird right now with your tinfoil hat on. And it's like, no, he's making a lot of valid points. Um outside of that, I I feel like we agree on for the most part, even though we have a lot of different or we I feel like we think that we have a lot of different and opinions, but we really don't. Yeah, we we
1: agree a lot. I think we agree a lot. Yeah, it's just some things are like mm, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and even then, sometimes
1: if... you say things, and I'm like, wait, 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 what?
0: Well, like the little women thing from earlier.
1: <laughs> yes. And then sometimes well, you you say stuff, and then I'm like, um, no, in my head, but I'm like, don't start this now. <laughs> <laughs> not, to, not like this oh I wish I could remember what it was where I'm like I can't believe I just let him say that it, it happened when you brought up little women just now but I'm like he's gonna go somewhere with this
0: well I I eventually brought it back to Independence Day right after I asked you to <laughs> well, well okay yeah
1: okay so I guess we revisited one argument let's move on to our plans for the future and then we'll go into our listener questions cool so what are our plans for the future, George?
0: Well, um, okay. Side note. Um, do you want to talk about the actual movies that we're going to do? Because we could do that. We could talk about all the films that we are going to do.
1: So, all right. So if we, our plans for the future. For the rest of the year, we've planned out every movie we're going to talk about <laughs> and the date that those episodes are going to drop. Our next episode is going to be Scott Pilgrim. And we're going to have a guest for that one, my cousin Adrian.
0: Super cool. She's pumped about re rewatching that movie. Oh, yeah. She's
1: been listening to our, our podcast for a while. She's been listening to every episode and watching the movies. Um, Shout out to her,
0: man. And we got to play Dead by Daylight again. We do.
1: that is really fun. We do. Maybe next week, I think, or b- before or after we record the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's eight, August 15th. On August 29th, we're, we're going to be talking about Dirty Dancing. Patrick a, Swayze and uh, Jennifer and Jennifer Grey.
0: Which is a very odd film. You you recommended that film. I don't. Yes. It seems very out of nowhere, but you do want to talk about something specific in that film, uh, which yes. I still don't know. Looking forward yeah. to that, though. I'm very it's a movie that,
1: that, unfortunately, has held up very well, uh, especially for certain parts of our country.
0: Oh, I've never seen it, so I have it's, no idea what the it, fuck you're talking about.
1: It's one of those movies where, and like, I know the soundtrack is really famous. It's a very, very popular soundtrack. But, like, the actual story in the movie and, like, what what the inciting incident is, it's like, whoa, we're going here? And then in September, we are talking about one of George's favorite movies, Drive.
0: Drive, baby. It came out in 2011, so it doesn't follow the rules of the podcast. but I'm the boss, goddammit. Neither does the next movie on the list, because on September 26th, we're talking about District 9. And we will be having Chris on again. Super super happy to have him back on. He loves this movie, and he loves the visual effects, which I feel like we're going to talk about a ton in that movie.
1: Yes. Uh, And then in October, we're going to be talking about a lot of horror films. Uh, Which horror films... Exactly. I don't think that we have set in stone. Because we do. We talked well, about Mahalan Drive, and for sure we're going to try to do The Descent.
0: The first movie of that month will be Mahalan Drive. I do want to talk about that movie. I think there's a great. lot of great stuff in that film that we need to talk about. It might be a Velvet Goldmine, another Velvet Goldmine episode, which I'm it's excited about. It's also
1: done by one of my favorite directors, David Lynch.
0: And one of the directors I'm always confused by, but I love watching <laughs> his stuff. Uh, and then October 31st will be The Descent, which I just recently watched this film, and it is fucking incredible. It's one of my favorite horror films. This okay. shit is quality. <laughs> the, in the middle of the month, that's when we're not really sure about, but you know we'll leave that for as a surprise for you guys.
1: Gotta have some surprises.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: November, we're going to be talking about Harry Potter and the... Philosopher's Stone? Sorcerer's Stone?
0: Look, man, this is America. We say Sorcerer, damn it. Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. Drop that tea in that biscuit. Grab yourself a mu- muffin and a caramel frappuccino. Okay.
1: Tw- and <laughs> That'll be on uh, November 14th. And then on the 28th, I think we're going to be doing clock- a Clockwork Orange. And on my birthday. Somehow we wanted to fit in Norbit. And if you want to talk about Norbit instead of a Clockwork Orange, I'll be fine with that.
0: I I'm because it is look, your birthday. Well, you know, I I want to keep it as a surprise because I'm not really sure. I want to fuck with you on that day, but I don't really know how I'm gonna fuck with you. So I don't know. Just November twenty eighth. Question mark question mark. What is Jorge planning? <laughs> I don't. I might take over the entire episode and just do it to mess around with Austin. Cause number one, I love Austin, mm-hmm. and number two, it's my birthday, so I could do what I want. We need to do that for your birthday. My birthday already passed. Well, yeah, but for next next birth your next, next birthday. All right. Next one, this, it's like Austin runs with it. He does whatever he wants.
1: <laughs> December, we're gonna be talking about the Matrix. And I think we
0: might have Dylan on that episode. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. No, no, he, he said he wanted to be on. Yeah, I think uh Dylan would love to talk about Matrix.
1: We're also going to try to squeeze in the first Lord of the Rings. We'll try to get a guest for that one, but we have to talk to them first. And then on Christmas Day, we're going to be doing one of the oldest movies that we've ever covered on the podcast. It's a Wonderful Life.
0: Wait, uh, December 26th, not Christmas Day.
1: Show so much I know about Christmas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so that, that is going to be our, one of our uh, oldest, uh, oldest movies. And that's actually. Well, now that we've talked about the movies that we're going to be talking on the rest of the year, that's one of my goals for the future of Retrograde. I want to do some older films. Um, I know that we've done a lot of 2000, 90s films. And I, I like the films that we've done. And I don't want to stop making films or episodes on that. Shit, we're doing an episode on Drive from 2011. And mm-hmm. we also want to do like a modern grade episode. Because some people have said, hey, I want you to talk about this movie. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. it, you know, it doesn't really fit with the retrograde theme. It's kind of recent. So I think doing a modern grade episode, we might be able to fit that in sometime when there's like a, a week or something where I'm like, I could do some extra editing or something. But I. um, um I want to do some older films just because I feel like there's so, so many gems that people are not revisiting because it's black and white or yeah. it's a uh, technicolor which is oh it's, colors aren't supposed to be that saturated
1: and i think there's a lot of detail production detail from people who might be dead and so people are more comfortable talking about all the things that they did all the things that i put up with i think there's a lot of interesting stories about the production of those those films
0: yeah and i think It's all about... This podcast is about giving movies a chance. Rewatching them, giving new movies a chance. And I feel like most people don't. I watched uh, 12 Angry Men uh, in college. And I was like, I don't want to see that movie. It looks boring. And I watched it. And it's one of my favorite films. It's incredible. I love it. And the same goes with foreign films, too. I want to do more foreign films. You know, Mm -hmm. people are intimidated by the subtitles. And I'm like, we shouldn't. It's, you know, that's just a gateway to see even more movies. Imagine if subtitles didn't exist? What the f- fu- We wouldn't I would not be able to enjoy Parasite. Probably not as much.
1: Not as much cuz like the dubs, it's there's a disconnect between the voice and the the expression. Having them say those lines in Korean, at least you can hear how they they
0: they, feel. How they actually sound. Mhm. What 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 tone they're giving, their uh what they're what they're saying and how they're saying it. Yeah, absolutely we should all give these films another chance there's plenty of cinema out there for everyone that's old as shit that you guys will enjoy i'm 100 percent sure of it so why not let's keep doing that so that's- for
1: next next year we're gonna try to get in some more older films and some more foreign some, films.
0: i want to do some old shit you know?
1: <laughs> but part of being a like small podcast and trying to get more people to listen is to make stuff that appeals to people Yes. So we will have to still do like popular movies so that, you know, if they see a thumbnail of Gene Wilder, it's like, oh, it's Willy Wonka. What's this? You click on it. And then maybe then they'll be introduced to some of the foreign films that we've covered and some of the older films that we've covered.
0: Well, it's, it's about balancing. It's about balancing it. Cause I love, mm-hmm. I want to sit down and talk about Shrek. I want to sit oh, down yeah. and talk about Star you know, Wars. Another, star- oh, absolutely. Come, come on, without a doubt
1: talk about it anyway
0: we talk about it anyway so we gotta do star wars we gotta do shrek we gotta do all these movies i think it's about finding a balance mm-hmm. you know a comfortable balance where you know it's like okay so we gave y'all some shit from like the 1900s where there's no sound <laughs> or dialogue or anything but mm-hmm. we also gave you shrek <laughs> somebody what? wants to the balance baby um and also
1: next year we're going to make our Patreon public because running a a podcast is not cheap. In fact, it's, we are losing money doing this.
0: Oh, we we are losing money and it is time consuming too. Very time consuming. God damn these fucking episodes. I whew, I love it. But god damn, dude. Yeah. Half would, an hour for half an hour for every it takes me or it takes that me That sounds crazy
1: to me. I don't I don't know how you're doing that.
0: Um, <laughs> is that too fast?
1: It feels like it's really fast, but you know no, the no, Space no. Jam episode is good, so can't complain.
0: Well the Space Jam one was really quick. It was like, okay, this is clearly out, you know. And mm. the the more we're doing it, the better and faster we're getting, but it is still very time consuming. And so yeah, we want to launch a Patreon.
1: Our time. podcast will still be free, but yes. if you in case you want to Give us some financial support. We would be more than grateful for that. Um, also, we're going to be releasing some Patreon exclusives on there. We're going to be doing some... What else are we going to do? Oh, we're going to do like a bingo card, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we, I've already written some down stuff, some stuff awesome. down, Awesome.
1: Maybe we'll put that in on the Patreon tiers. Like, you'll get a bingo card. And if you get bingo, you can tag us on instagram or something and we'll we'll give you something special
0: yeah (laughs) it's still very early on and like Mm -hmm. i I mentioned this to austin we still want to do a modern great episode for you guys for supporting us this whole year absolutely i want to throw that in um there are some different types of episodes that we want to do as well because i know there's a lot of crazy stuff happening in the film industry right now that i know i have some opinions about and i know you do too like, mm-hmm. We got we gotta talk about this because this shit is monumental. That's that for the rest of this year, that's all gonna be free. Like, we do not want to take yes. away we we wanna let you know, okay, this is what it's about. So if I like this modern grade episode, hey yeah, you know, and look, man, we're not gonna look man, we ain't trying to rob you guys. It ain't gonna be like a hundred bucks for the top tier. Shit, I don't know what to <laughs> give for a hundred <laughs> Like, I are I, I guess. I don't know, man. Do I? Take them out to dinner, you mm. know, talk to them smoothly. I don't know, man.
1: I've had people already, like, contribute financially, so shout out to them. that helps pay for the server that we put this on and the time it takes to edit and everything. And we're going to come out with some more commissions, too, and then eventually put those on shirts and have, like, a limited supply of shirts and sell them the, to people who want
0: them. The drawings that the artist does are incredible. They're awesome. I want... It's, it's bad because it's like, I want more. I want so many more. <laughs> <laughs> Shout
1: out to Janelle. I think it's at Janelle underscore O
0: is her Instagram. You can check her out. Fantastic drawings, dude. And I, I can already think of all the drawings that we're going to have in the future. Oh, yeah. I already have I... one for Star Wars. I told you about it, right? The one where uh, there's two versions of the Star Wars one that we could do. <laughs>
1: I think you want to be Leia, right? Yeah, think that's what it is? yeah that was okay. one.
0: It's basically <laughs> oh a God. New Hope. I, it's a it's a poster for the New Hope. Austin is Luke Skywalker, and he's like holding the lightsaber over his head, but he's got Leia like on his left or right foot. And I want to be like, <laughs> I think that'd be so funny. Oh, it'd be so cool. And then there's the other one that you thought of, where it's like your. Uh, <clears throat> or I was Luke and you're Yoda or I think it was the other way around. But Yoda from um from the Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. Yeah. yeah. Which I think would be also great. Oh, we should
1: do a Matrix one too. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. Um let's get to the listener questions. First question. You guys love to talk about movies you really enjoy, but what movies do you really hate?
0: Yeah. Ooh, do I got I got some thoughts on that. You do? Yeah, man. Um well, look, I don't I don't you know like to speak too negatively on films like public publicly you know what i mean like on the podcast because you know movies are difficult to make mm-hmm. and they take a lot of money and effort and you know sometimes it's some people say well that's garbage and it's well, it's like, really easy
1: it's, to to make fun of stuff it's <laughs> very easy you know um i'm glad that people are dragging cinema sins on twitter right now <laughs> yeah
0: oh, i hate i do hate them <laughs> yeah, and and i and that's why i appreciate you a lot because even though you don't like some of the films that we're watching you still find positive things to say about it and you're not like this movie's fucking stupid go kill yourself it's like no there's that's awful Yeah, there's you could say you could politely say i don't like that i do appreciate this but i think it could have been better by doing x y and z hey great i i, I respect that and i respect you a lot for going about it that well, way. Thanks. I know I know, I could get pretty like, man, this movie, shit! And that's something that I have to, um, you know, manage. That being said, to answer the question, movies that I fucking hate. <laughs> um, I do not like the recent Suicide Squad film.
1: So you mean the first Suicide Squad movie?
0: It, 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 yes. No, not the James Gunn one. We have not seen the James Gunn one. You don't know how that's going to be. It's getting great reviews. I'm talking about the Jared Leto Joker. Ah, eh, 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 with I'm the not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you. A lot. Really? really? Oh,
1: yeah. That, oh, you know the that, line better than me.
0: Yeah, man, because I've seen that movie a few times. And, okay, <laughs> here's, here's the thing, too. I feel hurt by that movie because... I was willing to give it a chance. Look, man, I try to give movie chances. I really do. I don't... Uh, even if I don't like the trailer or I don't like the actor, I'm like, fuck, I'll give it a chance. If I am... what? Come on. Why not? It's happened plenty of times where I'm like, oh, Little Shop of Horrors sounds stupid because it's a musical with a talking plant, And then I turn out to love it. That happens all the time. But fuck me, man. That movie was ass. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And what? I... I Let's
1: let's be a little more clinical about this.
0: Let's be clinical.
1: Why don't um, you like that movie? Why
0: do you think it's bad? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. One of, the, one of the things that... The film is trying to take itself very seriously. And it's kind of like... You're taking yourself way too seriously. But you are doing and saying things that are so ridiculous that you are so unaware. You think you're like being edgy. You think you're like some kind of edge lord, but really you're not. You're at a kid at what's that shop called? Spencers and <laughs> you you think you're cool or hot topic. You think you you think you're an edge lord, but really you're just a kid at Hot Topic and you're not saying you're not dropping anything interesting. The movie was boring, it was ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. The the choices that they made, you know, with Jared Leto's Joker too, just, he was overacting, he really had, he was really aiming to be even better than Heath Ledger's Joker, and it, and it failed, it failed, it's so badly edited, scenes would just start and stop at different points in time, the music is like it just has the most basic soundtrack of all time, and it's just like sympathy for the devil whenever Amanda Waller walks in, and it's um... yeah.
1: Anytime I hear that song now, I'm just like, no.
0: Oh, <laughs> when, when Harley Quinn is when Harley Quinn shows up, it's, she's a super freak, super freak. I'm like, oh my god, I get it. Okay, I get it. Stop treating me like a child. <laughs> it's
1: very like the soundtrack. Now that I'm thinking about is very similar to Forrest Gump, but Forrest Gump soundtrack is. It it feels good, but it's like the same
0: category of songs. It feels appropriate for Forrest Gump because it's taking place in the decades that all of that happened. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm suicide squad is doing it because she's a super freak get it because harley quinn is kind of freaky freaky and it's like (laughs) oh my god and there's just so many cringy things in that movie like jared leto looking at common remember common's in that movie and he's like honka honka and someone compared him to jim carrey and i was like yes yes that is (laughs) he's he's impersonating jim carrey and he's like he he's like pimping out Harley Quinn. That movie is so weird, but not in a good way. No, it kind of makes
1: you feel gross when
0: you're watching it. I feel gross talking about it.
1: All right. Um. Uh, so for me, like the first movie that comes to mind is the most recent Rambo movie. Oh, the new one. Yeah, I I just feel like it was it was made with a political slant. Like like within the first few minutes of the film, like his like, daughter character. She wants to meet her dad. But she doesn't start off that sentence that way. She starts it off with, I want to go to Mexico. And then Rambo kind of stops what he's doing and looks to her and says, why would you want to go and do that? I mean, like, there's some stuff that goes on in Mexico that's, like, really awful. But just the way that it... that movie portrayed Mexico, it felt like... They were trying to justify certain people's rhetoric regarding people coming over here illegally. you know what I mean? yeah, it feels like it was made for people who wanted to see that wall go up, yeah, and, and I think it, when it was released and the things that happened in the movie, it's just
0: kind of ah. I see what you're saying, and personally. There is some, I, I'm, I'm fine with Mexicans being the villains. I, I know this is like a conversation that keeps coming up. I don't like Muslims being the villains. I don't like black people being the villains. Um, yeah, those, that's,
1: that's fine. It's just the way that it's, it's portrayed in that film. is like,
0: it feels a little icky. I, I, and that's what I was going to say. There is something about like, why did they say it like that? Yeah. Like, w- w- what's the tone? You, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's very much like there's something in the tone that you're saying it that is making this weird.
1: There's a certain kind of um, like when you hear somebody say, Miles Morales isn't my Spider-Man. It's like, what did you what did you mean by that?
0: Yeah, like, well, it's also in like the way they say, well, he's not my Spider-Man. It's like in, in that particular tone. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You made this weird. Why? And I I agree with the Rambo thing, where it's like, you're putting off a weird vibe.
1: And then, like, within the second he crosses the border, like, you see a bunch of kids with guns and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's... And,
1: like, the characters that you meet in Mexico are, like, they're just evil, without any, like, reason for them to be that way. They're just evil, so that you're rooting for Rambo when he eventually violently kills them.
0: There is something about just the way they did it, it's like mm, this feels off. It took me some time to get there as well, but kind of cuz I rewatched it it's like maybe am I am I crazy or is Austin crazy? And I rewatched it like, oh, actually no. I I see it now.
1: I don't hate Sicario. I like Sicario. I feel like uh that movie does it better. It does it yeah. more ethically and responsibly
0: yeah there is a certain way to go about it and hey man if you don't do it right you're gonna get called out that's that's how it is that so that's your recent film that you dislike
1: yeah i don't really want to spend too much time talking about things i hate but just I feel like that
0: that's yeah suicide squad rambo oh uh, another one though real quick just real quick Mm. i hate fan four stick what the fantastic four reboot with Miles Teller. Okay. And, I thought uh, you said
1: fan stick I'm like, what's that? I did say fan
0: stick Because they put the four in between Fan and Tisk. Oh. Look it up. That's on the post. That's how they market okay. it. And okay. so we've been calling it fan stick Because, you know what? It's just fuck fuck that movie. Hey,
1: man. somewhere, he had an incredible vision of that film. But you'll never see it. All
0: these people do. <laughs> and, and then... <laughs> Oh, my God. I remember reading that tweet. It's like, OK, sure, buddy. Shut up.
1: All right. If we're going to keep on talking about movies we didn't like. Alien 3. I did not like that movie either. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it either. Oh, my God. My God. I ugh. and I'm love Alien and Aliens. I think they're two of the greatest science fiction movies ever made,
0: mm-hmm.
1: followed by some of the worst science fiction movies ever made. Yeah. I got to say, though, in our current um, billionaires in space climate, I do appreciate Prometheus just a little bit more. I still think it's a bad movie, but I, I, I like it just a little bit more. now. <laughs> but let's move on. Let's move on to another question.
0: Yeah. So thank you for that question. Those are the immediate answers. I'm sure Austin and I have a long list of films that we do not like.
1: OK, so another question. Top three directors in the game right now and why?
0: Uh, David. Uh, I love David Fincher. Anything he does. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm a basic bitch, man. I, <laughs> I I'm a basic bitch. Uh, Christopher Nolan, I love, what he does. yeah, I, I'm telling you, man, it's basic bitch cancer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. oh shit. Yeah, I love Christopher Nolan. I love David Fincher. You know what? I'll knock David Fincher off just because he doesn't make that many films. Um, okay. Christopher Nolan. I like Damien Chazelle a lot. <gasps> oh, God. Dennis, Denevil will new. Yeah. Okay duh okay those are those are my three yeah yeah because i love damien chazelle la la land broke me denise villeneuve is an incredible sci-fi filmmaker i'm looking i how did i even forget about dune i'm looking i'm so excited for dune i love arrival he's made two of my favorite science fiction films in the past decade blade runner 2049 and arrival i love those films I love Arrival, just a light, slightly little bit better than Blade Runner. But Arrival is one of my favorite sci-fi films of all time. I love that movie. Fucking. That was actually a film that I watched the first time and didn't enjoy as much. And I kept watching it. And I kept <laughs> watching it. And I kept watching it. And I adore that movie. I love Arrival. Yeah, the evil new, fantastic guy. Christopher Nolan. I know people say that Christopher Nolan is like a super confusing director. No, <laughs> but here's the thing: even his films that are like not as good as The Dark Knight or Inception or whatever, they're still adventurous. Like they're still he's trying. Mm-hmm. It's like a magic trick. He's trying really hard, and it's it works. I know people are like, "Tenet is confusing." It's like, yeah, that means you could rewatch it and understand more of it. If it, it feels great, and I mm-hmm. know Tenet has more issues than just that structural story issues. I'm willing to forgive it because mm-hmm. at least he's fucking trying. God, so many films today all look and sound and are written the same exact fucking way. It's just, I look, I love Marvel, but goddamn man, those movies have like the same structure.
1: Yeah. I think that they're getting more creative with their shows, to be honest. Like, I think uh, the WandaVision one for me was one of the most refreshing things I've seen from Marvel in a while.
0: I, I feel that way about Loki. Um, which hey good on them good on them i really appreciate that but Mm. in terms of their movies uh, very similar but nolan it's like no he's trying he's putting in his effort so even if it's confusing or maybe not the best written script of all time i'm like he's fucking trying and he's one of the, the few blockbusters directors that is putting in the effort to challenge his audience make us see the world from a different perspective or at least trying to entertain us differently and i respect the fuck out of that more mm-hmm. people need to be doing that, cause god sure. damn it, film is a spectrum. You can have, and it's an entire spectrum. Why are we just focusing on quirky action comedies that are all look and sound the same? I'm over it, man. I'm over it.
1: All right, <sighs> I am also looking forward to Dune, and I really loved Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um, I liked Arrival, and I liked Sicario, but those last his last move, uh, his next movie, I'm very excited for. Probably one of the movies I'm most excited for. But he's not on my list. My top three. Well, when I read in the game, I'm thinking of people making films kind of like regularly. It wasn't of all time. It's of people in the game right now. So You'd say David Lynch. I would have said David Lynch because yeah, he's one would. of my favorites. But he doesn't really make a lot of movies anymore.
0: Yeah, same with um, David Fincher.
1: Immediately who comes to mind is Edgar Wright because I think... I think he's someone who really tries to be a visual storyteller and film is a visual medium first. So like some of like the stories of his movies, well, particularly Baby Driver, they're not very complex, right? But visually, how it like syncs up with the sound and the music, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Shaun of the Dead has some of like the best visual gags in cinema history. As far as I'm concerned, so I'm super excited to see the Sparks Brothers documentary that he just did, and mm-hmm. so excited for Last Night in Soho. That movie looks sick. Which I'm excited for Dune, but I can always watch David Lynch's Dune. I can read the book, but Last Night in Soho. Oh my god, serious. Shh. Hey, I'm trying to make a point here. <laughs> Last Night in Soho isn't based off of anything that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. It's an original movie and I'm excited for it. And I think it's also kind of about something. You know, it's about the past. It's about uh, oh, things were so much better back then and how that's wrong. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I'm getting from the trailers, anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Next, I would say Ari Aster, who's the director of Midsummer and hereditary and like you said earlier like there's when you watch a lot of movies everything kind of feels the same that's not the case with hereditary there's like a twist that happens towards like the front end of the movie that all the trailers hide from you blew my mind it was like what i couldn't believe it midsummer A horror movie set almost entirely in the day mm-hmm. and there's like faces in the picture like that are looking at you and it's about like some really serious family trauma. It's like all these directors, they, like, they're telling a visual a story in a visual way that hasn't really been done very much. And they also have some kind of like deeper meaning within the film itself. Like if you think about it, you know, on the car ride home. So I like them for that. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to go with Greta Gerwig for my third one because of what you said earlier about how it made me care about Little Women. Little Women's yeah. this story that's existed for hundreds of years, I think, maybe a 100, and mm-hmm. some change. But the way that she told, tells the story, how she intentionally like made it like an overlapping timeline, and how it works when you're watching a movie, like it just makes sense. Like I can't believe that it wasn't told this way when it was written. And she, she did it in spite of the studio telling her not to.
0: It, fit, it feels right.
1: How did you make little women better you know <laughs> so those are the three that that come to mind
0: you know i got to give a shout out to greta gerwig too um she's definitely up there for me because i liked ladybird i loved the little women um you're right i mean greta gerwig kind of made me care about a subject matter that i wasn't too interested in and she did it very compassionately and she didn't do any she didn't have any cheap tricks to it you know what i no. mean like she wasn't it wasn't like It wasn't like she relied on, oh, but here's a twist. The little women are stuck (laughs) in a time capsule. No, not not like that. She relied on good old-fashioned drama. Like she, Mm -hmm. she, you know, and she adapted it, but like the way she did it, the, the drama, the performances, it makes you care. And it's like, I'm not being tricked here. I genuinely care about the characters that I'm seeing. And I love this. It's a it's a form of filmmaking that's very like honest and upfront. Yes. And I like that a lot. You know, I got to give Greta Gerwig a shout out. Um cause, you yeah. did earlier.
1: That's why I allowed it for long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, you know what? I got to I got to have her for filmmakers to keep an eye on, especially especially because her next film that she's working on is based off the Barbie doll. Incredible. She, She's making a Barbie movie. Again, no synopsis have been put out. I have no idea what this is going to look like. You already sold me a ticket. She made me care about little women. Now she's going to make me care about Barbies. That's incredible.
1: Next question. Has this podcast changed your perspective on movies and how?
0: For absolutely. Uh, I thought I hated musicals turns out i love them working on this podcast it made me i've realized that i've there's been a whole bunch of genres that i've been avoiding not intentionally just like subconsciously and this has forced me to kind of start exploring those genres and i found that i was wrong for ignoring them Uh, we, we talked about um musicals kind of being the super vague one but then we were talking about uh stuff like legally blonde which you know as a kid i was like oh that's not for me because that's a movie for girls Mm -hmm. Uh, no it's not how it is do you know what i mean um and this podcast this didn't really start with the podcast i think it started a lot sooner it started before the podcast but it's made it's it's just even high it's been more highlighted now
1: for me i think it's really made me understand that not every movie has to be made for me you know there's some movies out there that I don't think are very good but I know people like them and it's made me curious to find out why they like them you know I think whether or not you like a movie might have something to do with you personally and your emotional response to the movie maybe sometimes more than what the filmmaker is doing with the movie itself. Like there's some, some movies you maybe you watch when you're feeling a certain way and that movie makes you feel better. Who am I to say that that movie's bad if it makes you feel that way? I'm still going to say it's bad, but maybe I won't say it's bad. I'm saying I didn't like it.
0: And I think it's about giving something a chance that you normally would. Because I know, yeah. I know you're not too keen on watching Norbit, but you've been very much supportive and saying, "If you want to talk about it, we'll talk about it." I just need to know why you like it. I think
1: but, I'm, but, I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to.
0: <laughs> no, but that I think that's already great. That's already phenomenal. Because I, know, how many people will will say, "Well, I don't want to watch it. Why am I going to waste my time?" And sure, there are certain times when that's appropriate to say. But you know, what would happen if you say yes? And you don't like the film. What? You you miss out on two hours of your time? Okay. You know, is your time really worth a lot? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I know. You know, like, we, you know, just give something a chance. It's a piece of art. Enjoy yeah. it. You know? And see what... And if you don't like it, you'll be able to articulate why.
1: Uh, I think so. part of, like, studying film, too, is, like, I get to appreciate different things about film. Like, oh, this shot. Like, how... I have to think, I learned to think about how they had to position the camera and how they had to communicate what they wanted to happen on screen, Mm -hmm. maybe to people in real time. Yeah. Like for, for long takes, like that Children of Men long take. Unless you study film or like you see the behind the scenes, when you're watching that, you don't really realize how much work was done to achieve that effect. You look know? at speed
0: look at Speed Racer. Speed we were Racer. Talking about the, we were talking about the transitions. They're they're com they're communicating all of these different emotions that he's feeling, all these different plot points in a 30 30 second scene. At all each taking place in different time periods at different locations. And the idea is clearly communicated to the audience. But you're not but see, you're not realizing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you you understand what they're telling you, but you're not paying attention to how intricate and how much effort they put into and how much thought they put into all those transitions and stuff.
1: I will not tolerate Wachowski slander anymore. (laughs) I'm done. They're geniuses.
0: Even their films where it's like, well, this isn't that great. It's like, yeah, it might not be that great, but they put in fucking effort and they deserve credit for that.
1: I'm still gonna watch Matrix Four. I I never watched Revolutions, so I think I'm gonna have to do that before we we do the Matrix episode. Because Matrix Reloaded, that highway chase scene, It's the best one ever done. Yeah, and that's that's a hill I'm fine with dying on. Every other highway chase scene in comparison is just you tried. (laughs) They're they're playing for they're fighting for seconds. Yes. exactly okay let's move on are y'all gonna do classic films like nosferatu
0: yeah so we yeah we answered this uh earlier but yeah we absolutely do we want to nosferatu would probably be a great film too it's about finding the balance between uh things that we can relate to that we have personal experiences with and that a lot of you guys do because we're all kind of roughly the same age um so it's yeah, it's reacting to stuff like Shrek and Star Wars and stuff, but it's also reacting to stuff that maybe we've never seen, like Nos- nosferatu Does Nosferatu hold up? It's been a long time since <clears throat> that movie came out. Dude, the way I he would...
1: rises from the like the coffin, like just like levitating upwards,
0: is one of the most unsettling things I've ever seen. The design of him is weird mm-hmm. and very scary. I as a kid. I would see pictures of it because, you know, on VHS uh, packages, they had like, oh, you could also get these other movies and stuff. And there was a picture of Nosferatu and it freaked me out as a kid. <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm going to throw this slip away. I don't yeah. I don't need to look at that picture anymore.
1: Our last question. Is it hard to maintain a podcast? What keeps you both motivated?
0: It is. It is tough. It's very time consuming, you know, and. It's it's tough when you have a lot of things going on and you you, you I like to try to maintain a, a schedule, a pretty steady schedule. But uh, it is tough because, well, things will come up here and well you have to rearrange this? And like some days I'm I'm my schedule is open and Austin's isn't and vice versa. We're releasing the episodes on Sunday, so we got to get everything done by then. I know with Space Jam, we recorded a part uh the day when I like the day before I edited before Saturday so it was on Friday we recorded the second part on Friday I edited it on Saturday and it was released on Sunday um and I'm not I'm not upset by that it you know it happens I'm not you know like it happens but it kind of put forces everything else in your life to kind of take a pause and I, I was telling you Austin I uh I work as a videographer and I edit, so I'm on the computer all day at work. So on my free time, still editing is a little discouraging. Sometimes there was a moment, there was a period where it was just like just really tough where I was like it was during the pandemic as well. So we were dealing with still that. in the pandemic. <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> But it was it was in the midst of it where nobody was going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um and it was just like my life has has come down to editing, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's very discouraging. But on the plus side, I do love talking with Austin about movies, and I love watching movies. Like it's my it's my favorite thing. It is my favorite thing to do. So the good outweighs the bad. Am I totally happy about always having to edit? Mm, it comes and goes in waves, and sometimes our schedules don't always mix so yeah you're gonna have to make some compromises but we look at how much positive has come from the podcast it's so worth it dude Mm -hmm. it's so worth it my knowledge on movies have have it has increased my appreciation for these movies has increased my our interactions i've appreciated even more and when people message us saying i like this episode i want to watch this movie that makes it all worth it so yeah man Shit is tough, but I fucking love it. It's great. It's it's something that I look forward
1: to every other Sunday. I look forward to having that released and uh, editing the, the promos if it's my week to edit. Because uh, we, we trade off every other week.
0: The ads are my favorite part of it. <laughs> the ads are like, oh, so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I th- I think when, like for a podcast, right, it's an audio format, but we're talking about a visual medium. So there can be... That's why we talk about the movie before, but we do that summary so that you can kind of see the movie in your head. So when we're talking about it, it kind of you can link the the picture easier in your mind's eye. <laughs> mm-hmm. So making the, the video ads, it's another way to do that. But we can actually play with the visual medium of Instagram or YouTube or Twitter.
0: And just finding the right footage makes mm-hmm. all the difference. It's very fun.
1: I'm hoping that people do see that and don't stop there and they do like listen to the episode, uh, even though some of them are kind of long because there's we we have moments like that throughout and we are always learning new things.
0: Like Velvet Goldmine was just a chalk. I had different things where I'm like, I don't know what I could be making an ad out of because all this stuff is gold. Um, mm-hmm. Same with Munich and same with Space Jam, too. There were multiple tabs where I was like, oh, we can make an ad of this and this. So making the ads are really fun. But we yeah. do hope that you guys enjoy the episodes as well.
1: It, it is hard, though, because I, 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 I think I take longer to edit than you do. Um, I'm very, very meticulous with stuff. And I'm like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh, I need to pull this sound clip. Uh, I think my episodes end up more sound clips from other stuff, more like random stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I'll, I'll, I'll go through a lot of stuff that I end up not using. It's a lot of work.
0: It's very but time consuming.
1: Yeah, I still look forward to every episode, like every new episode, and I'm excited for episodes we haven't even recorded yet. So that's what makes it uh worth it, I think. I still look forward to it, so I'm willing to put in the work.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And looking at the list of movies that we have, I'm excited for all the films. There's not one where I'm not um, there's something I'm more excited. I like the descent. Now, <laughs> oh my god, that's gonna be so good. <laughs> and drive, and drive too. Um, but there's some, uh, yeah, man. I think. uh And uh, it's also just about sharing opinions because I, like I said earlier, one of my favorite things about going to the movies is right afterwards when the group kind of gets together and talks about it. You know, you get to learn a lot. You get to learn about. A lot about your friends and also how they feel about certain movies. And you'll learn about the movies as well. And that's kind of what we do every every other week, you and I. It's like we're going to the movies. We're meeting outside. Or we're going to, like, get food or lunch. And we talk about it with that's like awesome.
1: very researched opinions too that's it, very researched <laughs> opinions we spend a week in the library beforehand a virtual library
0: yeah, that's one of my favorite parts it's just seeing like well what does austin have to say because with austin you never know man he'll like one thing and i'm like well that's very austin-y and then he'll like another thing I'm like what the <laughs> fuck would that come from I'm like what the okay i'm okay try to explain this you son of a bitch i don't get it yeah. <laughs> so that's the cool thing Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate the questions. Um, And thank you so much for listening to the podcast again. Seriously, it means a lot to us. And when you guys listen to it, it, you know, and send us those messages, it really lets us know that you guys love what you're hearing.
1: And it helps us keep going.
0: So thank you so much for listening to this retrograde retrospective coined by yours truly. Um. We got an exciting year coming up and we have a lot of stuff coming up. So we hope that you guys are going to be with us on the ride.
1: If you haven't already, you can follow us (laughs) on Twitter at retrograde underscore pod on Instagram at retrograde underscore pod. And we have a Facebook group that's rarely updated because uh, it's the same thing, right? It's, It's all the same. Yeah. Um, and if you do like what George said, if you like what you hear sending us the comments, like really makes us feel good and helps us keep going. So yeah, keep doing that. If you if you're liking it, if you're not liking it, I guess you can tell us, but not publicly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let us know privately. Yeah,
1: yeah. If you need to, you know, like if it's going to bother you, if you don't. Okay. <laughs> Um, But yeah, that's that's all we have for today. We'll see you in two weeks for our Scott Pilgrim episode.
0: Thanks, guys. Peace out. Peace.